A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Okay, welcome everyone to episode five of the Small Machine Talks. My name is A.M. Kozak, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda Earl. Hello, everyone. Nice to talk to you again. And this is our December edition. It'll be our last podcast of 2016, here from our headquarters in uh, northwest uh, Centertown, I guess. Uh, yeah, they call it <laughs> they call it Centertown West for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, I thought Centertown West was the other side of Bronson. Well, okay. There. Yeah. I don't know what it is then. It's sort of <laughs> Chinatown-ish. Yes, uh, Yes. That probably is of little interest to most of you, so we will uh, bypass the rest of that conversation. Um, quick announcement. Uh, you, you are, if you've listened to us before, you're aware that we often will do an interview to start. And um, because our podcasts have tended to be a little on the long side lately, we're going to have uh, the regular sort of events, things, news, that kind of stuff. And then we're going to have the interviews uh, posted separately. Um, so we, Amanda did, uh, interview this past week. Yeah. Last Wednesday at, uh, at the Inwards reading. Yeah. With Dalton Dirksen. Yeah. So we'll be posting that at some point and we'll also be soon interviewing Claire Farley. So that's, uh, that's the future. Um, so maybe we should talk about, uh, some recent events we've been to. There's a lot this month. I wish we, I wish I could have went to many more. Amanda, do you want to talk about, you were in you were in Montreal, weren't you? Yeah, um, Valum had its uh, launch of its uh, newest issue, The Wild. I can't remember, it might be issue 13.2 or something like that. Okay. And I was, I, I'm, I have a poem in the issue called Bedlam Spring. So I was invited to read. It was in this uh, kind of swanky cocktail bar. It was on November the 7th. So just before Leonard Cohen died. Oh, yeah. So it was an interesting time. No one knew, I guess, uh, that that was... Uh, about to happen, so uh, it was a, a bar, bar called the Emerald Bar or Bar Sonno, and it did not have a name on the door. It was on Avenue du Parc. The readers were really great. It was a lot of fun, and, and Valum is a very welcoming, uh, a welcoming journal. So we, it was a great time. I, I'm, I can't remember all of the readers. There was a the, the person who hosted was a comedian named Brad McDonald. Oh, yeah. He was funny. He kind of heckled our our bios, so that was an interesting experience. It was fun, and some of the readers were Jeremy Dodds, Greg Santos. Oh, there's a woman whose name I can't remember. I think her name was Alexa, Alexi. I should have looked this up beforehand. She was fantastic. Everyone was great, and the hosts were great. There was a door prize where instead of um, giving us numbers, they they had the names of writers. So it's like they name they would call up Cormac McCarthy and stuff. So this fun. It was a very it was a fun, and I had a I had a Brandy Alexander. So it's good. Avenue du Parc is that in the Plateau area in Montreal? Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm I'm never quite sure if whether it's Mile End there or, or the Plateau, but I that's think they're the, kind of the same. Yeah, thing. it says so on Google Maps anyway. But it's a really fun area. I had I stayed just around the corner and I stayed in this great great Airbnb that was was fun. It was a, a lovely time actually, and I always love Montreal, so it was mm -hmm. a great excuse to be there. I love all the public art in that in that area too. Like all the walls yeah. are just covered with beautiful spray paint uh, often, but it's. Uh, it's great. Yeah. And you also performed right before that at an event that I was also at, at the Railroad. Yeah, Railroad. with uh, It's a pop-up series hosted by Rod Peterson and Rona Schaffron. 
Uh, so I was, it was me, Susanna Darowitz, who's a Toronto writer who we've talked about before, who's been here before, mm-hmm. and uh, Carol Steven and J.C. Solzenko. And Carol and J.C. are also byword selectors and have been for oh, years. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Susanna read a few different things, including her, uh, her, um, ma- her from her chapbook, new chapbook, uh, Maggie Monologues, which was great. And we did a collaborative poem together, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I wasn't expecting that. It was surprising. It was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I went there. It's just down the street from me at Pressed Cafe. Had a sandwich. Took in some afternoon poetry. The Sunday afternoon is always a very different experience than going to the typical evening bar reading. Eh? Yeah, I, well, we used to run, uh, Bywords used to always have our readings on Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And we had them in different places. And sometimes we had them through the Dusty Owl in a bar, Swizzles. And then yeah. sometimes we had them in bookstores like Collected Works yeah, or Chapters. But or the, and then we had them sometimes in the Manx as well. Oh. I I the, I mean they were all they were all the atmosphere was always uh, different depending on the place. Mm-hmm. And but uh, it's it's it tends to be a little bit more subdued because people are just right. a lot of people are just getting out of bed. Yeah, I'm nursing my hangover <laughs> to a three p.m. Still. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's fun. Speaking of interesting or speaking of the importance of location, uh, November third. Um, there was a, a fall art party that Inwards was part of with the Carleton University Art Gallery. There's an exhibit there called, there's a couple exhibits there. One's called Gender How. It's all about gender expression. And there's also a bunch of uh, photographs um, from Allen Ginsberg. So they approached us uh, Inwards to do a collaborative event. And we had a few, a couple performers. We had uh, Ian Martin and Dana Carly Andrews performed in the art gallery, which is another different type of space, um, very much more, more open, uh, open space and with art on the walls, obviously. And it looked like it was also because I saw on, on Facebook, there were some videos of like pop up poetry. So that yes. was so interesting. What we also did is a sort of like a flash mob performance of Howl by Ginsburg, um, where I went up to the mic, just kind of start started off the first couple lines. And then um, five or so of us, five or so audience members would pop up and say their lines and kind of yell them out. We did something similar at Blue Mondays about five or six years ago. The same poem, actually. That's why I thought of doing it again because I'm, oh, I did this pop-up Howl thing five years ago and they're doing Ginsburg photographs. This is perfect. So we did that. And I'm not sure about the execution, like how smooth it was, but I think the idea of it and for a lot of the crowd there were people that were more interested in visual art to see that oh, poetry can be interactive or and use lively, space. And lively and yeah. lively and no, and that's great. And not quiet. Um, it, it, I think it uh, kind of showed people that what I thought poetry was, or maybe I didn't have any clue what poetry was. It, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be, you know, um, big and um, exciting. Yeah, no, it, it's true. We don't have a... Um, I, I find when I, when I tell people I write poetry, they they a lot of people don't even know that there are poets still alive writing yeah. poetry. So it's it, that's great. That sounds good. W- was the exhibit of the um, the Ginsburg photos? What was that like? I was sort of interested to go, but I didn't. Uh, I yeah, it it was interesting. It was like it was interesting to me because I know a lot of the people that are in the photographs, okay. right? Um, yeah. Just some other people in like the beat generation. Um, and it was an interesting combination like upstairs there was like the, the the gender how part of the exhibit like the yeah the that sounded interesting too yeah, yeah it was an interesting juxtaposition with all those uh with the different um the different art there 
I, I mean, I didn't have, t I don't have tons to say about it other than that I, like, there are pictures of people that I recognized and that I, I spent more time reading the panels, to be honest, when they were kind of describing, like, the, the sure. history and what was going on. That makes sense. Yeah. One thing I, I think about with the, the beats is uh, the poets and the, and the fiction writers is I always think, I, I seem to know a lot about the men, but not all about, about the women. So I was reading a little bit about, um, so there was Anne Waldman, who's really fantastic, and Diana de Prima, but, but a lot of times, like, um, in in a lot of beat writing women were either appendages or angels so i sort mm -hmm. of i've kind of i used to like more like i used to read jack kerouac's the road every every summer but mm -hmm. uh, i've kind of got less interested in that yeah that's a that's a fair point i hadn't really thought of that before yeah. um what so else? i went to a bunch more things uh <laughs> did you go you didn't go to the arc launch eh, on november 7th no i was that's when i was in at, at all I right was, you were in uh, montreal that yeah. day well it was uh <laughs> It was very uh, pro prophetic, is that the right word? Yeah, uh, because it was the theme was the end of the world. They yeah. called it, the event was called With a Bang, and it was because the issue, the current issue was kind of about the apocalypse. Yes, end times, I, yeah. Yeah, end Art times. The end of times, I think. Yeah, yeah, and they were serving some kind of end times cocktail. And, and, How cool. <laughs> and it had, uh, they had four readers, um, including Stephen Brockwell and Roxana Bennett, I want to say her last name is, uh, an editor of Matrix magazine. Mm -hmm. And then what was interesting about the event, in addition to the door prizes they had and to the whole theme, um, was afterwards we split into karaoke. And we <laughs> did karaoke for two hours or so after the reading. People stuck around. And, and it's, uh, it's a different type of bar than usually readings are in. It was a bit more swanky, kind of what you're describing in, in Montreal at the, it's the same night of uh, yeah. the event, the same night. And um, a couple in a couple days later, of course, of the American election, it seemed like a very, very prophetic type of uh, type of event there. I bet um, there was lots of drinking on the eve of the election. Yes, <laughs> well, yes, there was. The, the night was, after, I'm sure there was anyway. Was, <laughs> that was three days after. But uh, yeah, yeah, we ended up. I'm not usually out Monday night too late, but I was that night, and it was uh, it was quite a bit of fun. I saw some photo photographs of people singing. I didn't I didn't see any video though, so it'll be interesting. That's to good. See. That's probably for probably the best. Probably for the best. I, yes. People always are, are, about karaoke. People always uh, treat it as a kind of a silly thing, but I I have trouble being silly when I sing, so I would oh. always always be too serious for karaoke. Well, I had to be really drunk for karaoke anyway. Well, yes, we <laughs> yes we did as well. I, I think what usually happens is the people who start off the karaoke are like the really good singers and they right. and they do it and show off or whatever. And then the, after a few, we kind of get we drink a bit more and get a bit more comfortable. And then the people who maybe aren't as professional of singers will get up and and uh, belt some some were, things out. Were there any poets who were particularly excellent singers? Do you think or, uh, that you heard? Particularly excellent. Just... Well, I'd have to give a hat tip to Jen Peterson and Avonlea because oh, okay. like, yeah, Avonlea is great. Yeah, I've heard her sing before. Yeah, yeah, some of us have heard them sing and before. And Jennifer so that's too. No yeah. surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, those stuck out, but it's it's kind of hard to remember the specifics of the <laughs> <laughs> after the first few performances. It's all an apocalyptic blur. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Too funny, too funny. What's what's next on her? Uh, the next one I have is is the sawdust, which we yeah, were both which at. we both went to. Why don't uh, you you can start it off? Yeah, November sixteenth, a Wednesday night at the poor upstairs at the poor boy. Uh, the featured readers were Ian Martin and Gary Barwin, but before that we had the open mic, and of particular, I guess, poignance was the fact that. Uh, 
of course, Leonard Cohen had just died. Mm -hmm. So um, we did a, a, a we on Facebook. Uh, Jennifer put up a, re a request if people wanted to read uh, Leonard Cohen poems, which which a few of us did, and uh, or poems that had something about Leonard Cohen. And so that was really great. And she also talked uh, about how um, for the series she had really wanted to have Leonard Cohen come to read, which yeah. is, that was sad to hear that but i mean it was quite a nice aspiration so imagine mm -hmm. if it happened that would be pretty cool so we all we all i think uh, brought him there in spirit that's right we, we drank red needles uh uh reese made the bartender made us red needles the cocktail that uh, leonard cohen invented so that oh, was yeah. that was quite i had a few of those that was <laughs> very nice they were good i've i remember now that i really like tequila i'd forgotten so that was good, and and Ian was uh, was excellent. He, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of his since I started to hear him. I think mm -hmm. through inwards and uh, kind of he's got interesting uh, humor and kind of self-deprecating style. Mm -hmm. And then Gary's style, I thought, I, I mean, he's different. First, uh, there was a workshop. I should say Gary gave a workshop, and I attended. I uh, Sawdust has. Uh, and I don't have workshops every time. It depends on whether or not the feature is available or wants to do a workshop. But the, this last time they did, so it, it takes place at five o'clock it's five dollars and or you can pay twenty dollars for is it 20 or 15 it might be 15 for 15 15 for the combination of uh you get a drink and food and then you get to have the workshop gary's was really interesting he uh was basically teaching us how to uh, use different so source different vocabularies and stuff to kind of jumpstart our poetry and combine mm. things we did this one exercise where we where we each wrote on two different subjects and then we had to cut it like tear our, our pages into different pieces and hand them around so people had sort of like a couple of different things to write poems from that wasn't their own and it's basically using other sources to write your poems and okay. it was very cool there's a really cool website he told us about i'll see if i can rem uh, remember and put up called like frontisseri.com it was uh, basically a bunch of different vocabularies like the vocabulary of bones and things like that mm -hmm. and of course he when he read his stuff is always full of wonder and and uh it's kind of got um it's always has this surrealistic bent to it, but also has this kind of wondrous real life thing going on too. So it was a joyous time. I think we all had fun. Yeah, it was a fun night. Yeah. And yeah, Ian, I've seen Ian a number of times as well. I hadn't seen Gary before. Um, Ian's a very, um, like you said, self-deprecating humor and also a very, uh, very, maybe loud isn't the right word, but he's, he's, uh, he has a presence on stage, especially yeah. with his voice. Um, and uh, very... It's, it's it's a unique type of performance. It's very captivating. Usually, people will come away remembering remembering Ian. So, definitely, if you have a chance to see him. I would recommend it. Yeah, and, and every time he has it, I know I like I have his um, the last chapbook. I'm, I can't remember the name right now, and it's always really the good. The print work. one. Yeah, the print one. Yeah, and and the one online too. Right, I guess has. we all have the one online. Yeah, so <laughs> access. Yeah, but I've I've looked at the one online, and he's and also on Twitter he he has interesting tweets and things. He had he's he's fun. He's mm -hmm. a fun writer. So what what about after that? We're both at Tree as well. We have to go to well, we have gone to a few different readings. That's right. So Tree was uh, Adele Barkley and uh, Carrie Lee Powell, and uh, it was a uh, it was good to finally meet Adele because we've been talking about her on yeah. our podcast. Yes, it was good to and finally see her read as well. And she yeah. opened up with uh, a poem that I believe we 
bred uh, section of uh, the podcast yeah, a few Dear months Sarah. ago. Yeah, Dear yeah, that's right. Dear which Sarah is one, yeah. All through her book, which is if I were a cage, I'd reach out for you. And what? I, yeah, I like. I like especially she. She uh, has this way of being very, very specific in her mm -hmm. imagery. But the imagery is really different. Like it. It sort of. It takes. It makes the ordinary extraordinary in some ways. I find, and it's got a kind of a feisty punk sensibility to it. I think somehow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I really especially liked her reading. It yeah, good. it was uh, yeah, it was good to finally see her. And at the same time, too, at Gallery One Hundred and One, there was a very interesting exhibit. Oh yeah, and in the background, there was like some mixed media and like a video that was very interesting. It was hard to look away from at times. Uh, and they had like a weird like a uh, chessboard with like broken teacups on it. Yeah, and it was yeah. very Alice of Wonderland. Yeah, kind of Alice, Alice Wonderland. of Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was actually that's a good way. That's a good. Uh, linkage there lewis carroll-esque mm -hmm. yeah so that was a that was <laughs> or tim burton-esque maybe yeah yeah that was yeah. an interesting event yeah it was good yeah i mean I, I gallery 101 is growing on me i sort of i i was kind of complaining at first that it, it has a remote feeling to it but mm -hmm. it's it's really close it is out of center town but it is so if you're well <laughs> apparently i am out of center town too so what but yeah but uh no it uh it's 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 just it does feel a little bit remote in a way but it, it's it's just down the street from from right. Preston it's actually not that far at all no yeah. it's it, and also it's just interesting to be in a gallery to yeah, be surrounded space, by yep. interesting work so it's growing on me I, I have to i admit to to and the organizers do a great job as well and uh so yeah it's a good series what else can we talk about here next next thing uh you uh, I went to uh, a couple of book sales. Oh, yeah. We had, uh, well, there was a black squirrel had a book sale of everything in their basement. Like, a, And they had a, quite a bit of poetry and drama in the basement. And I bought, uh, I bought a number of books. I didn't bring them oh. with me. I should have brought them with me. I forgot, actually, a lot of what I bought. But uh, there was some good priced poetry books, and we both went to. We're at the. I was briefly at the Small Press Book Fair, and of course, you had a table there. Yeah, we had I, Bywords and Angel House Press, which I, uh, which are run both by uh, me and my husband Charles. So uh, we had a we shared a table, and uh, Bywords we were launching the latest Ron Cedars chapbook, uh, right. Dream Punk, and also for uh, Angel House Press we had. Um, we had a chapbook by American Howie Good uh, called uh, Robots versus Kung Fu, which was great fun. And then for Devil House, which is the, my the transgressive prose imprint of Angel House, we had a chapbook by um, Misty Rainwater Lights. She's from San Antonio, Texas. It's not poetry; it's creative nonfiction flash. And I cannot right now remember. I think it's 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 No Guns, No Knives, No Disco Biscuits. I think is the title of the chapbook. Disco biscuits. Yes, yes. So so it's a that's good. That's interesting. Uh, I think that's slang for MDMA. That you said that last time. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that last time, and also the but the it was a lot of fun. Uh, there were a lot of there were um, vendors from Ottawa for sure, but there were also uh, Puddles of Sky Press was there from Kingston, oh, property, yeah. uh, Stuart Ross's Proper Tales Press, Mansfield Press with. Uh, uh, Denis uh, Leclerc, I can't remember his last name, and then um, there were some, there were others too. And I'm, I'm right now, I'm drawing a blank. I remember for the first podcast we had back in June, I actually talked about the different books and chapbooks that I got, but I didn't. I don't have my act together. I did get quite a few. Oh, different right. Things. I guess the first time we did it was shortly after the yeah. the other small press. It's yeah, twice the spring a year. one. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have that together, but maybe maybe later on I'll be talking about some of the things. Like I did get some um, great stuff as as usual. Uh, I mean, there's the um, stalwart sort of uh, vendors that come every time, like J.W. 
Curry's room 301, which is uh, 301 or 302. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to forget everything. A room number of some kind. Yes, yes, 301 or 302. I'll have to. I think it's 302 now that I'm thinking about it. And uh, yeah, and Cameron Nancy was there with Apartment Nine. Oh yeah, and he just they well. just uh, won. Not won, but they were nominated for. Well, they won. Awards. They oh, won. Yeah, the, they did win. Right, they, right, 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 right. Nelson Ball won the BP Nickel right. uh, Chapbook Award. Yeah, which we probably talk about actually when we talk about the news. Oh, that's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, also. Um, I was going to say that uh, Jeff Blackman was there representing his own press, Horsebroke Press, which is a fairly new press, but he's been at the fair a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And he was also representing Justin Millions Press, which is a buried bird or bird buried or some press. Out of Kingston? Yeah, uh, wherever, I think Peterborough is where oh, Justin Peterborough, Millions right, right. is. And um, I got, uh, Pete Gibbon had a chapbook that I got that looks wonderful. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And also there was a, for the first time, at least in my memory, and I've been going to the fair for about a decade or more, is uh, was was a uh, a sound poetry performance by J W Curry, Nina uh, Nina Jane Drissick, and uh, Chris Johnson. So that was fun and unusual, and, and that was. Um, How long did that go on for? Oh, oh, maybe uh, not very long. I would say ten minutes. It was had to do with the Four Horsemen. And Owen Sound, I think, it had to do with a wrestling match or something. It's funny we're mentioning wrestling again. Yeah. Was, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, apparently, there was some kind of. Um, originally, there was some kind of plan for the two groups to do something like that. So I guess that's that's where it comes from. So that was interesting. And I think I was there was a woman at our table who had never um, heard of heard any sound poetry right. before. So yeah, it kind of blew people away <laughs> in various ways. Was it just like in the middle? They just started at the doorway. Them, it was or? at the doorway. Nina sort of said, may I have your attention, please? And then, okay. and then that's how it started. We thought, what, what, what's going on? And it was right, we had, it was right by our table. So we had to like okay. sort of sit back a little bit, but yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Fun time, and then afterwards, with the small press fair afterwards, um, um, if you're around at the end of the fair when you're packing up, you'll be invited to go out to the after party, which is almost always at the James Street uh, yeah, pub, yeah. and it's always fun to ch chat with people afterwards and uh, and uh, people from out of town who you know you don't see regularly yeah. and then regular. So we always do that: stay for a couple of hours and drink. Uh, drink beer, eat, eat food and hang I, out. So it's good. I think a lot of times what's fun about some of these events is uh, getting to know, especially the out of town performers afterwards, you stay for a few drinks and you get to, uh, to chat with some writers that you, who you've read the work of, maybe seen performed and you kind of get to know them in a different, in a different way. And you kind of learn about, yeah. and it gives a, a big, a lot more context to uh, when you are um, reading their work. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's good. Other, other the next next things we've seen too. Well, both of us were obviously at the inwards reading since you are yes. one of the organizers and right. And so we had Dalton Dirksen. Uh, yeah. we managed to interview who you managed to interview during the before the reading. Mm -hmm. um, Dalton is a very energetic performer. Uses space a lot. Walks around the crowd. Kind of does some interactive stuff as well. Kind of started out with interacting with uh, with with Chris. Um, which I, I thought was planned, but someone else said they thought it wasn't planned. <laughs> well, Chris I does that. Ask. He does that with you too, though. Yes, right? Chris so. is—he's uh, becoming a. <laughs> he's like the chosen yeah, yeah. audience poet uh, yeah. performer. Yeah, that's good. And there was also there was live painting, and yeah. there was music as well. It was a full, and there was another feature. So it was it was a whole night. It was a lot of fun. I, always a very welcoming. I like to read at the open mic. Well, I like to. I always read at op open mics, but it's such a they're they're a really lovely audience. I I think Chris high fived me and people touched me afterwards. It sounds creepy, <laughs> but it really was kind of nice. I had a few Guinnesses, so I was happy. You know? Right. It was fun. No, it's a lovely it's a lovely series. 
I'm, I'm always happy to read there if I can stay awake. And you guys start earlier now. You start at 8.30. Started so. at 8.30 now, and I we try to start pretty much on time. I'm trying to get a little closer to being on time every every month, and we'll eventually we'll start exactly at 8.30. Um, and yeah, Dalton came from Toronto. It's I, I love having um, more up and coming writers from out of town um, passing through, uh, getting the pass through because it's it's something that you don't get to uh, people you don't get to see uh, otherwise, yeah. and uh, they might not be publishing as much as some other people. So it's a it's a way to really get to get to know their work. Um, yeah. Yeah, and again, exact, and again, same with what we said before to chat with them after and kind of get to know them better. Yeah, no, it's it's a great, it's a fun thing. So then we still a couple more readings and things. I went to the Governor General Award readings on December first. Right. That was that I I try to go. It's at the Canada Council. It's in, like at eleven forty five in the morning. Uh, there's a lot of different people who read, but they basically just received their award the night before at. Okay. at um, I think they uh, they read it at um, at the Governor General's residence. Or what's it called? Rideau, Rideau Hall. I Rideau think. Hall. I couldn't. I remembered Rideau. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, a place a, or a hall. They have or... an old tennis court inside there. Oh, neat! There you mm. go. I, things you don't know unless you unless you <laughs> listen to this podcast or you're a regular at the Rideau Hall. But uh, yeah, it was very interesting. And for poetry, Stephen Heighton won for the Waking Comes Late. Uh, he's a, a poet whose work I admire very much. So I was very happy to. Uh, yeah, you said you liked his reading style. He, he, yeah, he, when it's interesting how often people always ask him. The um, the uh, head of the Canada Council, uh, Simon Bro, asked him uh, after his reading if he was a singer. And people, really? I asked him that too before because he has a really good voice, it's a musical voice. And the writing is also, his poetry is also has a, a musicality to it. Like he really, he pays mm -hmm. careful attention to sound, which I really love. So, and he is, he says he tries, but I, I have never heard him sing personally, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. The, some of the other readings were, were really great too. There, uh, It's not poetry, but the, the play, I'm trying to remember the name of the playwright who read from a, from a uh, play called Pig Girl. It was so chilling. Huh. It was about this uh, this woman who was being murdered. She was being skinned alive, and it was just it was horrendously interesting and scary. And there were lots of other great. I, I always go there, especially to find out new books and new writers that I've never mm -hmm. heard of before. And it's, it's nice. And they get the check. They get their uh, the head of the Canada Council gives them their check right then, so they get twenty five thousand dollar envelopes. It's kind of nice, eh? Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Stephen Hayden. He was the writer in residence at University of Ottawa yeah. when I was in third year then, back in two thousand nine, I think. Yeah, I went. I went to see him. I think it might have been before two thousand nine, like maybe maybe the spring of two thousand nine. I think yeah. it was two thousand nine. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe two thousand eight. Even. Yeah, yeah, I think it might have been earlier. One of those two. Yeah. I had I had actually a while ago now. Yeah. he uh, he took a look at an early version of one of the section the first section of Kiki for me so that was that was good I yeah he was great too. yeah he was the first writer in residence I ever saw I remember I actually think you're right I think it was a year before when I was yeah. in second year yeah. the first one I saw was Gary Gettys at uh, at water at Ottawa U and that was that was a few years before that mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So, and you also went to another. I went to one more. One I went more. to the Ottawa Arts Review launch on uh, December first. There was a number of uh, features there, all of whom I've seen before and who I like. We had Liam Burke, Natalie Hanna, Ian Martin, Chris Johnson, Sarah. I always say her last name wrong. Is it um, McDonnell? Yes. There we go. And uh, Barar Rar, who is a co-editor of Inroads with me, and it was a. They they renovated the venue recently, so it was different than I was. Ex I think a lot of us were expecting, and the room was pretty small. And there's like the Laurier Social House it was like almost like a club on the other side of this curtain. We were like in this back room with like a black <laughs> curtain, 
and like we had our own server would come in to like serve us drinks and sounds cool actually sounds like the bohemian club in toronto all those years ago or something it was cool the only problem is that and i like i like the small space although it is kind of weird when i when you know most people in a small room it's <laughs> it feels very weird hmm. but it uh wouldn't you like to know more about what that what he means there <laughs> i would but we i guess we can't say these things on the podcast let's let's let him not insinuate anything <laughs> anyway if you could so it was only a curtain and there was no sound system so you kind of had the poets had to like yell oh. and uh because it was like yeah like a, it was weird because it was just like people having dinner but it was like club music like loud club music and um and chris did something interesting what did he do he had one of his poems he had he handed out it on a piece of paper to several people and they all one sentence at a time would start reading it so then a, a part of it it was like 10 different voices reading different parts of the same uh the same poem sounds good sounds very much like um like uh, he's getting into more of the sound and performance poetry yeah, stuff uh, it's happening more in ottawa yeah that's it well i mean it's been going on for a long time right. i mean i mean uh jw curry's massage galore is a really excellent uh uh group that well they they change members over the years but i mean i i've heard that many years ago and mm -hmm. the old ab series which is sadly not right. around anymore used to invite lots of different sound poets that's true it has there have been people who have been doing it and it has happened a lot in the past but i would say now there's a few different people who are now doing it more and more and more and i'm seeing it more and more yeah more than just sort of the like in in sort of like it was kind of focused and now i think it's spread out a bit more mm -hmm. and i think maybe there's also more young people getting involved so I yep. think that's good as, as you discover Us young people yes yeah as you discover like the when you first discover it like uh, i think maybe with me i first heard i saw some video of the four horsemen and i really wasn't interested like i really? absolutely wasn't it didn't do a thing for me and then i heard um massage galore and massage galore is really interesting um jw curry will include things like frank zappa and stuff okay. like that. It's, it's very interesting and also uh the um where is he from um i can't remember where but um from maybe no i i'm not getting yap blanc uh performed and that was an amazing if you ever hear, want to hear some really amazing sound poetry that's great so yeah there it's it's a big wide open it's another great uh, exploration of uh, of uh of language that i think is as worthy to uh to take in if you if you can i'm i maybe there'll be another massage galore coming up at some point which i because this the at the small press fair the little thing that nina chris and uh jw curry did was uh was supposed to be a teaser so oh in other words there will be more more to come and speaking That's of it. teasers yes. um maybe we'll take a short break and then yeah. we'll come back with events that we wish we would have attended all right all right good idea Welcome back to episode five of the Small Machine Talks. We're going to start with, it's not really a new segment because we've been talking about it before, but now it's officially on the agenda. <laughs> it's called Events We Would Have Liked to Have Attended. And you have one in San Francisco. Yeah, I thought if we're gonna we're gonna be talking about things we would have liked to have done, it might have, might as well go big. Yeah. Know? So yeah. Um, there was on from November first to the thirteenth, there was the Dada World Fair, and it was presented by City Lights, and it was to celebrate the hundredth anniversary of the emergence of Dada. So there were things like a Dada séance, a tribute to the Cabaret Voltaire, non Dada Dada celebrating <laughs> Kurt Schwitters and Mertz. Data at Sea films and music and talks, and I'm going to put up the uh, link to this to the page. But you should really go take a look at it. It's really fantastic. I'm just going to read a little bit from the from the um, 
from the uh, description. The inaugural night on November 1st presented new and old interpretations of Dada at City Lights Bookstore. A mirror was broken, and to the beat of a drum, performance artist Guillermo Gomez Peña performed glitch poetry while the artist Baltin sorry, Balitronica in a black spandex sente suit and a mariachi hat towered in an arched doorway holding a sign that read against de deportation and eviction. Hmm. At the pataphysics event, the youngest pataphysicist, a girl of 14, blew on a didgeridoo while another pataphysicist wore a large fish mask. The fish head with huge pearlescent eyes turned this way and that, playing, we were told, an invisible bell from a bicycle built for two. So that just sounds too cool for me. It I would does. love to do that. Glitch poetry. Do you know what that is? I do not, and I would love to know because a glitch in a in a in an artifact is some kind of a like. Isn't it some kind of a, a like a like a, a a thing that goes wrong? Like is that is that sort of? Yeah, do you I don't know? know. There's like a style of music that's like glitch yeah. hop. I and wonder what if it's related to that. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's well, like it's like one of those sub sub genres of like dance slash mm -hmm. instrumental hip-hop that are like probably all sound the same to people unless you are really into it right um but uh i mean i guess if you think of the word glitch and what that means and yeah. throw it over a hip-hop beat then that's probably probably not too far off that's it and i think i think the same at least with some visual poetry i've seen right, right. playing around with the blur and different artifacts that you you could you could put in so something like that of course we the idea of a glitch yeah yeah so that's what it sounds like and and what about pataphysics are you are you, how do you i've seen that word before yeah. when i was doing like research into space like mm -hmm. space versus place that kind of stuff right and uh, two years ago i would have been able to tell you what that meant but i'm afraid that uh right that is uh too too theoretical for for me to put into words at the moment it, um so it started with uh the uh the i guess writer alfred jerry and it kind of has to do with beyond metaphysics so that's okay. kind of the idea but at the same time there's a little play on word with pat a physique Pat can mean pause, and okay. it can also mean it can also mean a pot is a pastry. So, like, I actually oh, yeah. I did a recent poem called "The Pataphysics of Internet Dating," which Badlax Press published, uh, for which kind of them to publish at the and gave out at the last or sold at the last small press fair, and yeah, so I played with the idea of pause and and things like that. It is kind of playing around in in, in an interesting way, and it it deals also with science, like it's it's, yeah. it's sort of working within and beyond science, but also yeah. in a sort of philosophical way. And lots of it sounds like it's just having fun to me. Like, mm -hmm. I think it sounds sounds interesting. There's probably a lot more we could say. There's a great article um, that I highly recommend called Revel Reveling in Exuberant Absurdity at the San Francisco Data World Fair by Ingrid Rojas Contreras. So I'll put the link up to that. So that's something I would have, um, if someone could have beamed me there, I would have gone for mm -hmm. sure. There was there was so many events around this sort of central Ontario area, central Canada area, that were so interesting sounding in November. Um, I won't go into super a lot of detail into all of them because I want to mention a few. But there was the pivot as a as a wonderful I think a biweekly series in Toronto. Um, and November second, they had uh, Lisa Dean, who is she teaches at uh, Selkirk College in uh, Manitoba yes oh I think it's he actually is it he? okay yeah. sorry. oh no she no she I was, I was reading the description it was a uh, of, of her her collection that is about a man okay she uh, teaches at uh, Selkirk College in Nelson BC which is where the oh, yeah. Cooney School of Writing uh, started which I was uh, very interested in uh, especially yeah. as an English graduate student Stevie Howell read um, I like a lot of her work uh, and Rob Taylor and Aaron Wunker 
um, oh, yeah. who teaches out east at like a like a liberal arts type college. And, and her book Notes from a Feminist Killjoy, yes. which sounds great. So, from yeah. book that sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. I've been hearing a lot about her lately. Yeah, um, which is probably means she's doing really interesting things. Um, I would, wanted to go out to Tree. There, was Soraya Pierbay was reading. We've talked about her work before. That yeah. would have been that would have been cool. Um, Book Thug had their launch party in in Toronto on November tenth, and again, just some a lot of great um, writers are putting out. Sandra Ridley, yeah, she read there, yeah, and uh, Matt Laporte um, released uh, his debut novel, Rat's Nest. Um, both writers that we both are writers that we like. Um, on the also on the tenth, Metatron was releasing their fall catalog launch with um, readings by Alex Manley, Adam Zachary from Toronto, and other people like Alex Pinkney, whose work whose work I like. Lots of Alexes. Yeah, very very common name these days. <laughs> they're also I think they're they released it on Saint Laurent. I think that's also in the same neighborhood as yeah, well, uh, you read in for the. It's Saint Laurent is a nice long. Yeah. Uh, and it goes up the mountain so that's beautiful beautiful street yeah um there was also in montreal on the 15th the gentle resonance reading which had um some some of the same readers i think they had alex manley there again and, and adele barkley i remember following along on um oh and claire duplessis also read i believe yeah. And uh, they, yeah, they did cover poems as well. That was interesting. I remember following along the discussion on the the Facebook event page when they were saying what they were going to read. And I remember in some of these are like William Carlos Williams, who this podcast is partially named yes. after, and Lisa Robertson, some uh, Clara was reading, and um, Adele Barclay suggested that she could just play Adele covers on the piano. It sounded <laughs> just like a fun uh, event that I wish I. I, I could have I could have been to which we could get like a high speed train in here already to like take us to Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, well, Montreal is not bad. It's just two hours, right, so it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about pataphysics a minute ago, yeah. with, uh, and there was a, an event in Toronto called Infinity Infinity of Intimate Space, an opening art reception that was inspired by um, Bachelard's The Poetics of Space. Um, very, I love the whole like whenever they're talking, you're t talking about space and the arts and how you're mixing poetry and visual art and performance art and just like yeah. whatever this art that you can't even like put into like a box like that and just the, uh, the interaction of all the different types of arts. And this, this event was kind of, uh, kind of about that, which yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I like Anne Carson because she often mm -hmm. she often talks about artists. Like her book Float, her latest book, which is a twenty-two chapbooks, has um, oh I can't remember the name of this artist, Gordon Mattis, somebody who was um he worked it on sort of these site-specific installations where he did things like cut the pier in half and stuff like that. It was like unarchitecture or something like that. It was very interesting. So yeah, I like I like stuff that mixes art and mm -hmm. other genres. I think it's. In the in Toronto on the nineteenth, there is the Meet the Presses event, which is like a I think it's like the kind of like our small press book fair here. It is. There's there's uh, a lot. I mean, it it uh, is very um, 
it has a lot more rules like as far as what you have to do you first oh, of all you I have see. to be invited you can't just i mean you, maybe you can apply but traditionally solicitation yeah mm -hmm. it, it, they invite you and and the other thing too is it basically it's it's the some of the organizers are the same people that originally organized the toronto small press fair oh, okay. but so they they revamp meet the presses and so it's it's uh Stuart ross and a number of other people gary barwin is involved for sure uh, beth follett was involved from peddler press yep. and she they also they run the um bp nickel chapel award yep. now and have so for a few years Years. Yeah. But the table, like it, it's a sliding scale. So if you if you're a, a, a like a micro press publisher, you don't have to pay as much as say okay. a bigger publisher if you want, and they, it's your decision. And it also depends on the number of titles that you want to bring. Like I I have to say that I, I enjoyed it a lot when we 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 were vendors there a few years years ago. But I like the way our small press fairs run in Ottawa. You just get, pick your table. You you pay ahead of time if you can and. And it's it's ten dollars for half a table, twenty for a full. For who you don't have to declare yourself in any way. So I, I but I mean I I enjoy the vendors at the Meet the Presses. It was a really uh, great great. Uh, I'd never some I'd never seen before, and some I'd seen before. I hadn't been to the current one. I I couldn't afford to go, but yeah, definitely would have liked to have been there for that. And back to Ottawa, November nineteenth, Capital Slam had a Paul the Child, who is a interesting spoken word artist that's yeah. gonna be featuring at inwards in in april i haven't been to capital slam in a while they keep seem to be moving venues a lot um but i will make a point of going to are a, they at origins studio now out in uh, in uh, hintonburg yeah I yes i, I haven't so. been to that venue yet but they a lot of spoken word events take place there mm -hmm. and there was uh the 25th there was the black friday event from the puritan right. their fifth was this one always sounds like an interesting event i think they're it's kind of like an issue launch um, and then it's also just like a, like a party, it sounds like. And they had some uh, performers like Nicole Chin and David Hubert um, oh, okay. and Ma Shane Nielsen, Matthew Tierney. Um, and yeah, I, th I, th I think every year they probably do it um, on Black Friday based on the based on the name of the event, the Black Friday Five. Right. <laughs> um, and speaking of events that are run out of based out of Leary Magazine's The Lit Pop Reading Series. I, I guess, I'm guess i guessing this is associated with Matrix Magazine, it's, though it doesn't say so on the... Yeah, it's uh, well, um, there were uh, two parts of the actual Lit Pop uh, Festival that happens um, early in September, usually. There's a contest that you can enter that's run by um, the festival, which is Lit Pop, and so it's 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 music and uh, and writing as well. Okay. So every year there is a contest, uh, which is, I, I've entered a few times now, and obviously... Never, never won or even been <laughs> shortlisted for. That's fine, but uh, yeah. So that's an interesting thing. I don't, they had a series that um, I'm not sure, but I thought it was run by uh, Matrix or John Paul Ferrantino was yeah. involved. Yeah, so. I didn't mention on the site, but it's run out of a comedy club apparently, which is interesting Fun. as well. And a couple more. The 28th, there is a verse triad um, with uh, Ottawa writer DS. How do you say his name? Steinmeist. Steinmeist. Yeah. And uh, there's also Jim Johnstone was there. Yeah. And it's that Type Books, which I in Toronto, which I've heard. Oh, it's a lovely bookstore. I've never been in it, and I've Ooh, heard. I've, yeah. I keep hearing about it. It sounds like it's a great place that I got to make sure next time I'm in Toronto to, to visit it, it, on Queen Street. Yeah, we'll talk later about bookstores run by writers, but that's oh, one okay. of them. That's one of them. Oh, also, you can have really good fish and chips. I used to be able to at the place right beside. So yeah, it's good. Very good bookstore. And uh, maybe there was a launch of the Best Canadian Poetry 2016 in Toronto. I won't say too much about that. Um, but that that's an anthology of the the best uh, fifty yeah, poems from, of the of the year. It's um, tightrope books, and they what they do is they there's always a different editor every year, yeah. and they go through uh, periodicals and online magazines mm -hmm. uh, that they list in the back. So uh, 
I think Arc has been, they've had a lot of poets in there for right. sure. And the last thing, it's not a specific a poetry event, but um, there's something called the Long Winter in Toronto that happens every, I'm not sure if it's every few months or twice a year or, or every month or what. And I went uh, in the, like, last February or something, and it was, like, in this warehouse that had all these different rooms with, like, some had music, some had, like, um, word-based art, I believe. There was, like, bars and different types of music, too. And they had, like, performance art just, like, in the hallways, just, like, wandering around inside the space. Like, it's so, in it was so interesting. When you have, a, like, a warehouse space with multiple rooms like that, especially ones that like look interesting like um laid, laid out interestingly like the the ways you can have interactions of different types of art is just like in, in a like a fun uh type of environment um is very very interesting i hope to make it to one of those events yeah. in the future again was there was there one more um one you wish you would have went to amanda or was that it no i i mean there's probably i probably would have liked lots to more eh? gone to a lot more but uh, yeah but uh, that was that was it that all right good. so all right. we'll take a tiny tiny break and we'll come back with recent news So welcome back to the episode five. We will talk now about uh, what's been going on in the world of poetry, or at least uh, in our world, uh, since uh, since last we uh, got together. I guess the big news, of course, is that Leonard Cohen died at 82 on November 10th, I believe. So that was sad, and there have been lots of tributes and stuff about him. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we just talked about this, but Nelson Ball won the BP Nickel Chapbook Award for his chapbook with Apartment 9 Press. So that was, that was lovely to yes, hear. Yes, run by Cameron Anstey. Yeah, and uh, the other thing too is that, that there were two other, uh, some of the other nominated uh, chapbooks were by also by Apartment 9 Press authors, uh, Marilyn Irwin and Lillian Nekikov, so that was great. Uh, the Puritan's Thomas Merton Memorial Prize for Poetry, the judge was Jan Zwicky, and the, the winner was Philip, uh, I don't know if his name is say, it's pronounced Crimble, but, and, and his poem is on, the, on their site. We'll be talking about the Puritan in a few minutes. A an interesting uh, uh, thing that I saw was that uh, in Peterborough, there's a new bookstore called Hunter's Street Books, which is uh, opened by fiction writer Michelle Barry. So that's always good news. Mm -hmm. She's planning to have literary events at her store as well. Awesome. So Peterborough is becoming a, a hot commodity with, with <laughs> the, you know, it's got a press there. It's got the show and tell series. And, and it's also got uh, now this bookstore. And it's probably got other things too that we don't know about. So, um, and I, I also wrote here and other writers who run bookstores, J.W. Curry Room 302 Books, now getting it right. <laughs> Kemeny Babineau, Laurel Street Books in uh, uh, Brantford area. Okay. Nelson Ball runs in Paris, Ontario. Ontario has a bookstore. Alice Burdick in Nova Scotia, I guess it's in Lunenburg. And then Type Books in Toronto. Um, I can't remember the name of the um, bookstore owners there, the poets, Derek Wilcott, maybe. Um, Jason Dixon in London, Ontario, he and his uh, partner run a bookstore there. So there's that. And there's, a, there's an interesting open book um, profile of the Hunter Street books that I'll post online as well. Another new thing I just got I just got an email about actually yesterday is a new um, online chapbook review blog by Toronto writer Carrie Fagan. And, we'll, and so Carrie is also part of a collective called, named Espresso that makes chapbooks and began in oh. 2001. So I will put those links up as well. And I guess in, also in the recent news section, I've got, I've, I re, I'm a subscriber to Carousel Magazine, and their new issue just came out. I haven't gone over too much of it yet, but issue 37 contains a really great interview by Eric Schmaltz of um, 
uh, filmmaker Justin Stevenson about The Complete Works, which is a film about BP Nickel. And I'd love to see that movie. I, the trailer, I'll post the, the link for the trailer, but it's it's very, it sounds very interesting. Uh, it sounds like it would be something that would be great to have, for instance, a screening of it, say, Versefest or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, Yeah, that so would be an interesting idea, actually. There's that, yeah. So that's, that's, that's all I have for recent news. Anything else on your... Uh, no, my news is uh, no, I don't have any news. My news is all events. That's it. I, I feel like we could do like a Saturday Night Live weekend update or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. But so I guess our next section, which is not far from news, is internet. Internet, we call it the internet. Yeah, see, the we're big gonna, internet. Yeah, but we're going to talk to you about poetry stuff on the internet. So, the latest issue of the Puritan just came out, issue thirty-five, fall twenty-six. Mm-hmm. It's now online. I'll, I'll, I'll um. I'll give you the link. And there's a lot of different uh, poems on there that I liked. For instance, uh, Claire Farley has a poem called Pointillism, which was mm-hmm. really great. A very exotic nature, and it's um, minimalism. She has a quick flash of imagery, color, texture, like the small dots of color that form a hole in the pointless style of painting. So that's interesting. Apparently there's a style of music also called pointillism or punct- really? punctualism, and that sounds interesting too. I've never read any of her poems before, but I got a chance in the Puritan Eva HD. I don't know. Have you ever read her? No. no I haven't. Yeah, so she has a poem called Butterflies Instead of Snow. She has, uh, for instance, I love the energy. She says, a sign shouts Napanee and a number. It's terrific. Let's all shout Napanee and a number. So she's interested. She won the Montreal Poetry Prize in 2015 with her excellent poem, 38 Michigans, which you can, you, I'll link to that as well. And I think she's got work, uh, uh, books published by Mansfield Press. So uh, Richard George has a gorgeous short poem called Blue Runner. Uh, and, you, and also on the site, you can listen to people read uh, one of their poems. He reads that one. He's got memorable imagery, the art of, pa- part. sorry, the art of, Pairing a fish from the tr- its translucent bones. That sounds, mm. that's quite good. Julie Brooks, uh, smart, absurd, but somehow real feeling, killer shrimp. And her other poems have very vivid imagery and tight lines, punchy music. I think she's got uh, at least one book out by Brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma- um, Maheen Hyder's uh, haunting poem, Abyss, is really yeah, neat. Yeah, I liked that poem. And I read that she's uh, doing her placement in like, the ER in Toronto. She's in, in social work, which is very interesting because yeah. I'm also a grad student in social work, possibly doing my next placement in the ER. Really? Yeah. So I was wow. like, oh, that's small world. It's not, that's not a very common no, thing. <laughs> no, not that's at all. That's really interesting. Well, I, I have to say anyone who works in, in ER, especially in social work, always is a friend of mine. So, yeah. well, and in other f- places in the ER. Uh, Andy Fabrooms, uh, a wild poem, Jesus H. Christ does private dancing, was hilarious and interesting, plays with meaning in interesting ways, and the images open up from the in- ordinary to the unusual. So he's really interesting. Um, David Hubert's Periodic Ode Sodium. I just love this poem. It's grand and unexpected. He takes something ordinary and turns it into something majestic. And it's amazing also how the images are peculiar and they work beautifully. If you don't, if people don't mind, I think I'd like to read this little, this poem. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Periodic Ode Sodium. You howl my blood like antelope thunderstorms. The sagging years have made you dearer than nicotine. You thrill my arteries, coax each meal the bulbs of taste. You purr and tickle flares the beastly roars of me. No care for executing chefs, no tips for waiters who try to shame me. I beg and plead and table thump for you. 
how you saturate the seas of me, how you helped ancestors face the belligerent Atlantic, how you wrestled fierce Newfoundland winters, coating the cod that chewed the gums of every toothless bride and fisherman, an anxious solace when the carrion descend, the clutch of salt and water I call self will dissolve, take flight, soar. So that's, that's a, I really love that. He's got a chapbook called Full Mondra Greens, co-authored with Andy Fairboom, and recently won the 2016 Frog Hollow Press chapbook yeah. contest. And so I'll put up that link. And there is other great, uh, great poems as well by Matthew Walsh. Yeah, I liked, um, I liked Matthew Walsh. Yeah. Uh, I think his first poem especially talks yeah. about his mom, uh, his mom a lot. There's a lot of, uh, I noticed a lot of, People talking about people in their lives a lot in the in this issue of the Puritan. People referring to like in um, D Dominique Bernier Cormier. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if that's how you say it. Probably is. Yeah, and he's a Bywords published poet as well. Yeah, and uh, he has. Uh, I liked his poem on there too, and he mentioned someone's name again, uh, very personalized uh, um, throughout, like as a repetition throughout throughout the poem. Um, also, a very interesting use of language he had uh, in his poem there. Um, Meditations above the capybara habitat, <laughs> and William Kemp, who is one of the editors of Parenthetical and, and uh, Words on Pages, he had a a poem in there called um, "Boomer Sooner," I think it is. Yes, and it's it's like a found poem. There was also a couple other found poems in this mm. issue as well, and it was um, based on like wrestling like announcers what they said. And uh, the the flow of it, um, and the, the play of language too, uh, with the short lines, very quick. I can imagine like an, an announcer saying it, and he has re repeats the word stunner a lot. Uh, there's one <laughs> one stanza he says it like I don't know like ten times. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a longer poem. I, I liked that one. Yeah. Also, as well in the uh, issue, they have other things as well. They have fiction, they have uh, reviews, they, mm -hmm. and they have uh, essays and interviews. And there was an mm -hmm. interview Phoebe Wang did with yeah. the poet Jan Kong, which I really liked. They talked about a lot of different things, reading and performance, listening as a cathartic act, the overlap between poetry and science in her work, female explorers and leaders as mavericks, that was really fun, the humor in her work, collaboration and working in a variety of disciplines, the exploration of uncertainty, and a host of other topics as they walked along the Dawn Trail in Toronto. And then about six months later, they did the, I finished the interview with Skype. So that was mm. good. So I'd like to read just a few little things from here. There's a great quote about poetry and accessibility that um, Jan Kahn says, uh, writes, it's not my job to make poems accessible. I don't feel that even faintly. I do feel that communicating your intent clearly is not the same as making them accessible. If they happen to be accessible and the work speaks in some way to a larger audience, that's icing on the poetry cake but if that's going to be a criterion then the poet may end up with poems that are less complex less challenging and interesting why bother writing a poem what was the whisper void inkling that prompted the desire to write even one word so much of the astonishment is having little to no idea where the poem can take the writer and then even the, when the poet has done all he or she can to edit it i think one doesn't really know if the poem is genuinely good whatever this means very rarely the whole poem seems to drop from the sky while the creative neurological network works but in my experience this is rare i usually get snippets and just keep working so i, I love that i find that inspiring because mm -hmm. sometimes i get tired of this everything has to be accessible like like you know sometimes it's good to push yourself as a reader and maybe maybe try to try to explore more i think than always having to understand the first from the first reading of something what something mm -hmm. means you know i like poems that get into my blood and under my skin and 
you can do that in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I was I was heartened by that interview. There's yeah, the conversation about accessibility is always an interesting one, and there's there's lots of ways to look at it. Um, I think yeah, there is something to be said for reaching a wider audience and for um, well, it depends what you want to do with your poem too, right? It depends on what your what your goal is and how it, how it kind of comes out and how, how you shape it based based on that. Yeah, there's I'm no trying. right. There's no right way to write a poem. But that's it. There's there's no right way to write write a poem. There's no way, right way to read a poem. Mm -hmm, so that's I, true. I like I like that idea too. And uh, nobody. Uh, David McGimsey has a great quote in um, a book called Sidelines, which was an anthology put out by uh, a Broken Jaw Press in in um, out east. And it's uh, it's it's edited by Rob McLennan, and it's a bunch of poetic statements. He said something like. Nobody said there should be a trigonomics of poetry. I'm getting the quotes wrong, but that's the sort of the idea. So I think I like that idea. It's, it should be up on my wall and it helps me at times. So uh, any other any other internet related things? Uh, just new issues of Rusty Took and Manola Review, which I've been hearing a lot about yeah. uh, lately that are online that you can uh, that's check right. out. That's right. Yeah, Robin Richardson is the editor of the Manola Review and they recently uh, had their their funding, I can't remember, Indiegogo or, or uh, which, which kind of campaign, but they got yeah, that. Yeah, funding campaign. The yeah. other funding campaign that was funded is Cantheus. They received theirs oh, so yeah. for their third issue and uh, so uh, that's lovely to hear. So there will be a third issue of Cantheus coming out uh, probably in the next few months. Great. So we'll take another one more short break and come back with our last segment, which will be like upcoming events and submission calls. Welcome back into our final section where we're going to talk about some upcoming events. And of course, since it is December, there isn't uh, a ton of events, but there are a few that if you are looking for something to do that there are things to do uh the first one i got is december 6th there's something called tell me a story slam the food bank edition at the ottawa public library and i believe it's uh it's um it's an urban legends uh based event i think eh? i'm not sure if it is urban legends actually but uh i think that's there's money it's gonna be going towards yeah the F ottawa food bank obviously um, so yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, you know what it is, it is, it's, yep. it is by the urban legends. I didn't say it in the description, but I, I scrolled down to the bottom and it did. <laughs> uh, so that's on December 6th yeah. and on December 7th, uh, Tattle Creek, which is a, an online magazine is launching in Toronto. They, uh, they're, they're an interesting magazine. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it at the moment, but I would recommend just typing into Google and, uh, seeing, seeing what comes up and checking that out. And December 8th, um, there's a festival launch party for um, or the start of the launch of a, a fringe, like a, a, a fringe re redux type of type of thing, which is... Where is that? I think it's at Arts Court, um, but okay. I just exit out of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's also a Filmmakers Festival, too, on the, starting on the 8th. And I think you have some events too, Amanda. Yeah, I, mine are divided into into cities, so I guess it's. Oh there right, some... all mine were Ottawa. Oh no, sorry. No, two of mine were Ottawa, and one was that's Toronto. It. But that's fine. I'm... Either way, okay. So December tenth, there will be a tribute to Leonard Cohen that will take place at Bar Robo, and it will be at three p.m. It's going to be music, but also poetry, so uh, cover songs and stories. So you should uh, 
you should definitely go to that if you're a Leonard Cohen fan and would like to pay your respects, <laughs> celebrate his life and his music. December 13th, the Tree Seeds Workshop on Family Matters with someone we were just talking about, Apollo the Child. Mm -hmm. and, and then the reading at uh, 8 p.m. features uh, Brenda Liveso, Jenny Haysom, Leslie Strutt, and this fellow A.M. Kozak here. So that might be a good thing to uh, Yep, go to. already working on my set list. That's good. That's excellent. That's Good. The 21st, Sawdust features Marilyn Irwin, Chris Johnson, and the and, and the other featured poet, which will be determined by their poem off mm -hmm. contest, which I'll put the link up to us to make sure you know about that. There's a deadline probably pretty soon for that. Yeah, I think they announced, the minute part passed already, I think they announced it, or no, maybe not hasn't passed yet, they announced it usually a week before. Yeah, that's it. So in Montreal, uh, this is a reading I would very much like to go to, but I'm not going to Montreal again this year. The Atwater Poetry Project has Nathaniel and Ch Chantal Neuve and Jacob Brin. I'm a big fan of Nathaniel, so uh, I wish I could go to that. December 13th, there are uh, Montreal again, readings at the Yellow do Door, Lovers and Others, an evening of poetry, prose, and music on the theme of love and relationships. That sounds like mm. fun. Um, again, a lot of this I get from wherepoetsread.ca. In Toronto on December 6th is the Rowers Reading Series, includes uh, our, our um, one of our poets in Ottawa, Francis Boyle, Charlene Challenger, Robert Coleman, and Mary Lou Dickinson. Uh, December 20th, a reading series called Shab e Cher, which is a diverse reading series. Kate Sutherland and mm. Scribe, a spoken word poet. Kate Sutherland has a, a book out called, I think it's called How to Draw a Rhinoceros. And she's read here in Ottawa before mm. as a fiction writer. And it's it's the host is Ben Uzan. It's taking place in a new venue, St. Stephen's in the Fields Church, which is, um, I guess, Mag Maggie Helwig is, is a minister there. So it's And they say uh, it's the most diverse poet reading and open mic in Toronto. Uh, they say that we don't just wait for diversity to happen. We act invite it so that sounds great mm. so I'll put up the link to that and also um, they, they ask that we spread the word uh, far and wide about that series it sounds like a really interesting series the art bar also has a full schedule in December with mm -hmm. three readings so that's that's all I and there are other ones too like I think um, Sarnia the cadence reading series is going on and also I'm not sure whether they're having poetry or, or, or also fiction or but that's that you should be able to find that link too and then we have a few contests and calls for submissions, I see as well. Yes, yeah. The f first one, well, the first isn't um, a call for submission, but it's a call. It's Arc Poetry <laughs> Magazine is looking for donations. They're looking for archangels. So there you can be an archangel. So join the <laughs> Celestial Choir of Canadian Poetry Lovers. This is their words. Archangels are the group of key supporters who keep Arc running strong year round. So they're asking for monthly or one-time donations and have some swag to offer. So I'll, I'll put that up. Uh, the deadline for um, January, the, um, I guess, uh, well, the next deadline I, I could talk about is December 15th for the January 2017 issue. So the 15th of every month, bywords.ca, we have a call for submissions. And we're always, we start to run low around this time of year. So if you're a local um, Ottawan or if you're, if you're a former Ottawan, you're welcome, or a national capital region uh, resident or student or worker, you're welcome to submit poems. The guidelines are on the site. And next... Uh, January 16th, Inwards is having a call for a special call for submissions for our theme of this is a this is a terrible title that we just we just couldn't figure out what to call it for the call for submissions. We call it digital love. And what it is, it's about online dating. So or I guess dating in general, but especially online dating and bad positive or negative experiences you've had uh, online dating. And what we're going to do with the issue is separate it into po the positive and negative experiences. And if you're familiar with Tinder, um, how you swipe left if you don't like someone or don't aren't yeah. interested and you swipe right if you are interested in connecting and then it'll be the same type of thing where if you open up to the middle of the issue 
there'll be like a second cover and then you'll go to the left to have the negative dating experiences and go to the right <laughs> for the positive ones. And we might have more of one or the other. We don't know, right? So uh, we'll, we'll see how it... Uh, and again, does it have in. to be based on personal experience? Can it be made up? Like, does Oh, it, you know, we I mean, won't know if it's made up. That's so right. It so can we, always be made up. There you go. <laughs> always, well, it's always a good question because sometimes like sometimes some places just want real life All experience. Right, eh? so, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's, that's great. And... Uh, uh, next one is uh, the deadline of February 1st, 2017, Art Poetry Magazine's Poem of the Year contest. Mm -hmm. I think there's an early bird. So, uh, you can you can put in two poems for the price of one if you do that. Okay, so. and I think you probably get some kind of subscription if you submit. Yeah, usually like that. Yeah, if you if you submit to any of their contests, you get a subscription, which I think is two issues a year. I believe so. Mm -hmm. so yes. Uh, um, March 21st, 2017, 10 ans de slam pour slam Outaouais, appel de texte, date limite. Oh, I already said the date. 21 Mars. Uh, okay, so that's that's um, if you're a, a, a slam uh, poet who speaks French and it, and uh, they're doing a special 10 years of slam for the Slam Outaouais, which takes place. Uh, there's a monthly slam that happens at Le Troquet at the first uh, Sunday of the month. So mm. that's uh, an interesting one. There's another interesting one, uh, submission call, uh, June 30th, 2017, the Ross and Davis Mitchell's Prize for Faith in Writing for Poetry and Fiction. The judges for poetry are George Elliott Clark, Deborah Bowen, and Todd Swift. There's a $10 entry fee, and, and the pri actually the prizes are pretty high. Altogether, I think the prizes overall are like 25K and some like 10K for poetry. So, oh, wow. it, And it has to do with faith, which is an interesting um, um, topic. Lack of or faith. So you, I'll put up the link, and those are all the calls that I have. Do you have any more uh, calls? Or I have no more calls at the moment, right. no. So I guess we we have completed our assignment. And we're we're we've we're done. episode five, and uh, but look for our next episode six, which will be an interview with uh, Dalton Dirksen, probably before the end of the month. So is that a separate episode, or is that just a? It's well, all, we don't know. What we're gonna call it. It'll be something, and yeah. we'll record again a full episode in uh, January. Sometime. All going well. Yeah, all yes. being well, and uh, and if we don't, uh, well, we'll say have a great. Uh, holiday season and a relaxing time yep um thanks for listening thanks to everyone who listens bye small machine talks with amanda earl and am Coast.